Hello and welcome back to an audience of one, where we're trying to reach everyday average people who may feel like they are down and out, that their shortcomings are insurmountable, and reminding them that they have value, that they have worth, and that they have a gift that they can share with the world. And we hope to motivate them to improve their lives and to make an impact on the people around them. Previously, we talked about the importance of prayer and the importance of prayer in regards to leading a God-centered life. And while there's a lot of benefits to prayer, an amazing benefit inside of prayer is that you are able to focus on your goals and seeking the assistance of God and helping you and aiding you through those goals. But it also, by default, also means that you are constantly putting your goals in focus so that they're front and center. Because a goal that's front and center in your mind that you're constantly thinking of each and every single time that you pray is going to be much easier to work towards than a goal that is out of sight and out of mind. But this begs the obvious question of what are your goals? What exactly are you working towards? Now, you might think that you're just here to get yourself right on a spiritual level, that the whole point is just to stop doing the wrong thing, to pray, remember God, and that's it. But that's really a shallow perspective of what faith is all about. When you're trying to get yourself right and you're trying to develop your spiritual self and work on your character, the question still remains towards what? You see, your ability to be a person of faith and somebody who has strong character that's living a God-centered life doesn't happen in a vacuum. You need to get the idea out of your head that you're just going to pray, read your book, live in a cave, avoid all sorts of evil, and that's it. So I guess that could be the goal if you're just looking for the lowest common denominator of faith, but striving for spiritual improvement and living a God-centered life has to be within the context of what you're doing with that life. Again, you could live in a cave or a monastery and spend the remainder of your days in prayer, reading scripture and fasting until you pass from this earth, but the man who steps into the arena and gets beat up and bloodied and scarred is always going to be better than the individual who never steps foot into the arena, regardless of if they remain unblemished. What I'm getting at here is that your goal isn't to live a God-centered life in isolation. Your goal is to live a God-centered life in the midst of a hurricane. So what are you trying to do with your life? There are a million ways to worship God. There are thousands of ways to work on your character. But that's going to be based on what you're doing with your life. So what are you doing? What is your goal? What are you striving towards? What are you going to try and accomplish with the time that you have? Now I get it. You're beat down. You have suffered a lot of difficulties and trials, some of which are self-inflicted, some of which are because of other people. And life in general is extremely tough. And so a lot of times it can be hard to focus on anything outside of just surviving. But no matter how difficult life gets, you can't just try and survive. You have to try and thrive. And in order for you to do that, you have to have goals. Now, you've always had goals and aspirations throughout your life, but you've given up on them. You've stopped working towards them, sometimes because you feel as if you're undeserving of them, because of your shortcomings, because you feel that your actions somehow disqualify you from ever attaining success. Sometimes it's because you're waiting for approval from others, as if you're waiting to be invited to the party because otherwise you're somehow unwelcome because of your history, as if some gatekeeper has the right or the authority to judge whether or not you have the ability to come back and strive to be the best person that you can be. Sometimes it's because you're scared, which a lot of times people don't understand, like how could you be scared of success? But sometimes you're scared because of what that would mean. The amount of difficulty that striving for success is going to bring, 
the unwanted attention that being successful brings and the added responsibility that comes along with being successful. Failure can feel safe because at the end of the day, nobody cares about you when you're a failure. Nobody gives a damn about a nobody, but become somebody and then the microscope comes right back on you. And when the microscope's on you, it's a lot more difficult to do the wrong thing. It's a lot more difficult to just hit the efforts and indulge in the stuff that you've been indulging in. Sometimes you're not striving towards your goals because you're just being lazy. Sometimes it's because you're hurt and you're all caught up in your feelings and you're waiting for somebody to come around and give a damn. And then a lot of times it's just because you've become distracted with the insane reality of what life is like. A lot of times you've just been distracted by the whirlwind that surrounds you and you've forgotten who you are. But regardless of the fear, the doubt, or the voice inside your head that is discouraging you from actualizing your dreams or discouraging you from having the audacity to dream in the first place, you need to put all of that to sleep and realize that you have value, you have purpose, you have worth, you have abilities, and you have the responsibility to yourself, to those around you, to work towards improving your life and then striving towards accomplishing the goals that you have inside of you because there's a lot that you have to offer and there is a lot that you can accomplish. And it's quite possible that the things that you want to achieve in life may turn out to be far greater than you could possibly imagine them to be. You can do more, you must do more. And you've been given this opportunity that you for sure are absolutely going to be asked about. It is a weakness in your character and in your faith to stand on the sidelines and remain dormant while the world is in dire need of people of faith and good character that desire to make a positive impact on it. The strong man of faith is always going to be better than the one that is weak. And the way that one becomes strong in their faith is through pressure and stress and resistance and trials that they have to overcome while maintaining and adhering to their code of conduct. The more you are trying to accomplish, the more trials and tests that you're going to face, the more trials and tests that you face, the more opportunity that you are going to have to build your character, to reinforce your faith, to seek assistance from God, to live a God-centered life. And the more that you test your faith and your character, the stronger that your faith and character have the opportunity to become. So you need to have goals. You need to have goals because you need to have aspirations that you are striving towards. First and foremost, because of the opportunity that it presents you. And secondly, because of the opportunity that you have to make an impact on everyone else. And I know that you have a desire to do something great and to make an impact on people's lives. So while having goals is extremely important because it allows you the opportunity to continue to work on yourself, another important aspect of having goals and striving towards them is that it keeps you busy. And while you're busy striving towards your goals, it's gonna be really difficult to spend your time getting into trouble because many of the things that have detracted from your life in the past, you're not gonna have time for, especially if you're laser focused on bigger things. It's really important for you as you try to improve yourself and as you try to improve your character and as you try to get yourself out of the depths of despair that you have been in, that you keep yourself busy because there's that age old saying of, the idle hands are the devil's workshop. And the reality is, is that people oftentimes get in trouble because they're bored. Kids get in trouble because they're bored. Adults get into trouble because they're bored. They're bored with their job. They're bored with their life. They're bored with their relationships. And the reality is, is that you are either improving your life or you're detracting from it. 
there's really no neutral. And while you're committed to changing your life and improving your life, you need to keep yourself busy while you are in that pursuit. You need to keep yourself busy, you need to keep yourself productive, and you need to have goals. Now, the specific goal isn't as important as just having one in the first place because people are going to vary with regards to their interest and what they want to spend their life striving towards. But you have to figure out what exactly are yours? Are you just striving to be a good person? Okay, what does that mean? In what context? Are you striving to be a great father, a great husband, a great son, a great daughter, a good neighbor? And if so, what does that mean? What measurables have you set forth to strive towards? Does that mean that you're going to spend more quality time with those individuals? That you're going to develop a stronger relationship or that you are going to participate collectively in specific activities? Like, what does it mean? Are you going to deal with these individuals with more love and affection and kindness? You can't just be a good person. Your ability to be a good person is going to be judged within the context of how you survive, fight, struggle, and thrive. The more you interact with people, the more situations that you are going to be faced in which you are going to have your character tested. And the more that that happens, the more opportunity that you're going to have to walk that path of a God-centered life while trying to adhere to your specific code of conduct. You can't just be a good person in a vacuum. It doesn't work that way. But in order to strengthen anything, it has to be put to the test. And while you could just deal with the random test that life throws your way while you hide away in your room, waiting for the days to pass away until you leave this earth, or you could go out and try and make an impact on your life and the lives of others while dealing with the tests and trials and the struggles that you're inevitably going to face while you try to walk a God-centered life and adhere to your code of conduct. Because in that way, you are going to be given the opportunity to improve your character, work on your spirituality, and develop your relationship with God. And while we're focused a lot on us right now, developing ourselves, developing our character, developing our spirituality, developing our relationship with God, eventually the goal is to give the world the gift of what we have to offer. And that gift doesn't have to come from some typical spiritual figure that everybody has envisioned in their mind of a priest, a rabbi, or a monk. That gift can be shared by anybody, in any role, from the Uber driver, to the teacher, to the barista, to the fashionista, as well as the preacher. I'm a firm believer that life is too short if you're going to just waste it on the struggle while there's nothing that you're struggling for. So there's an aspect to this where your goals are going to be a motivating factor for you each and every single day that you wake up. They're going to keep you focused, and they're going to give you these opportunities where you are going to be able to actualize this character and this code of conduct as you work towards the things that you want to accomplish in your life. So there may be specific goals that you've had, that you've always had, that you just need to revisit, revitalize, and start working towards. There may be other goals that you need to discover, and you need to sit back and contemplate your life and start thinking about where you've been, where you're at, and where you would like to go. What would you like to accomplish? What do you want to do? What impact do you want to leave on the world? And that impact doesn't necessarily have to be an impact that changes the world. It's revolutionary. It may just be an impact that you have on the small community that exists around you. But you have to figure out how exactly are you going to live a God-centered life? What form is that going to take? Are you going to start a successful business? A business that has integrity? A business that operates in the context of honesty that has an impact on people's lives? A business that strives to produce a quality product that you can stand behind, that your employees can stand behind, a company where your employees actually do like working for you. 
Are you going to avoid compromising and cutting corners for profit? Are you going to turn a blind eye to corruption? Or are you going to operate within the confines of the code of conduct that you profess to believe in? Because this is what it means to live a God-centered life. It doesn't happen by hiding away. It happens by putting yourself out there. Yes, it is difficult, but it is the trials that are going to actually make you who you are. Are you going to become an award-winning athlete and set an example for others in terms of patience and perseverance, hard work and discipline? Are you going to stay patient with the process and continue the hard work and discipline required to train at odd hours while other people are partying or socializing or watching Netflix? How are you going to respond to the injuries? How are you going to respond to the success? What example will you set for others? Are you going to cheat? Are you going to use drugs? Are you going to exhibit good sportsmanship and encourage others? Or are you just going to become a diva? Are you going to strive to accomplish these goals while adhering to a righteous code of conduct? While seeking the aid and the assistance and the forgiveness from God throughout the process because that is living a God-centered life. You forget that you have the ability to make a massive impact on your life on your family's lives, on the lives of the people within your community, and potentially on the lives of everybody in the world. But it won't happen if you don't have goals that you're striving towards. And these goals, they don't have to be approved by anyone. They don't have to be in line with other people's goals. They don't even have to be groundbreaking because at the end of the day, you have no idea what the end result could be of your efforts. It's possible that you have a really small goal in mind, but the impact that it has and the ripple effects that it has could be far greater than you could possibly imagine. So don't rob yourself or the world of that potential outcome. You may have goals from when you were younger that have been buried that need to be revived. Maybe there's goals that need to be revisited and modified. Maybe there's some soul searching that you need to do to come up with what are the goals that you're gonna have moving forward, but you need to have goals and you have to start working towards them. Are you going to write a novel? Are you going to produce a top podcast? Are you going to open up your school? Are you going to create a rehab center? Are you going to fight against corruption? Are you going to learn that skill that you've been telling yourself for years that you're going to develop? Are you going to be Andrew Tate in chess? Like, what is it that you're working towards? What is it that you want to accomplish? You have to continue to dream. What is life without aspirations? One of the most important things that you can do with regards to your relationship with God is seeking his assistance because the very nature that you're seeking your ultimate success with God is in and of itself glorifying God because you're showing that he is the only one capable of granting you that success. Every goal that you're going to have is going to require relentless hard work, patience, and commitment. It's going to offer countless opportunities to see how you interact with other people. What is your character in dealing with other people, other situations, how you treat them, how you respond to how they treat you? It's going to offer countless opportunities for you to seek the assistance of God to pray for forgiveness in your shortcomings, to pray for assistance in your efforts. And if you approach life in this manner, it is going to be hard for you to do anything other than improve your character and become a good person. So you might want to be a good person, but in what lane, in what avenue? Because God knows we have an absolute shortage in every category of people who set the standard and lead by example and work within a code of conduct that is befitting of a person who is living a God-centered life and who encourage others to walk that path as well. We need leaders who are not just seeking fame, endorsement, power, and position. We need teachers who care, 
police who are fair, artists who have morals. There is no shortage of paths you can take in which within that path leaves you the opportunity to develop yourself, develop your character, and leave an impact on the rest of the world.